Welcome to our show, Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the sometimes direct-to-tape movies that first inspired <laughs> that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today, we are talking about 1999's Passport to Paris. Mary Kay and Ashley. <laughs> the trailer is so funny. I'm excited really? to put it in. Yeah, it's like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> headed to the City of Lights. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do two teenagers do in the City of Lights? Fall in love with two French boys. Uh, <laughs> shop till they drop. It's like, marry <laughs> that. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Say, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Camera? Passport? Where are we going? Get ready to rendezvous with Mary Kate and Ashley in Paris. We're going to Paris? What do two all American girls do in the City of Lights? Shopping. Ditch their chaperone. I don't do shopping. He's a geek. Meet a supermodel. She's Trey Chic. I do shopping. <laughs> Fall head over heels for two French boys. What do you say? Who cares? And see the sights. Magnifique. Ooh, you met some boys. It's a wild ride turning the city upside down. Wow, you girls don't twist any time. Will their French adventure go too far? Are we in trouble? Ooh la la. It's Mary-Kate and Ashley's passport to fun. Paris will never be the same. What can I say? We're teenagers. Mary-Kate and Ashley's all-new movie, Passport to Paris. Now available only on video. Say wee wee to Perry. <laughs> this is a uh, a bad movie, but a good movie today. Yeah, we're not going to be taking ourselves real seriously. Definitely not. And neither should you when listening Ever. to this. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Life's a game. Anyway, okay, Passport to Paris. That is our movie for today. And we are going to start with the facts. This movie was released direct to video on November 9th, 1999. It was directed by Alan Metter, whose IMDb was essentially barren aside from this movie, which was surprising. Um, just because you'd think that the someone who does this. Somebody who does all Mary Kate and yeah, Ashley or it, whatever. This was like the only thing he did. That's so that's weird. So good. Maybe he was French. Oh, um, maybe. I don't know, though. Seems unlikely. I agree. Um... This movie was produced by, Audrey, you were telling me it was produced by Mary-Kate and Ashley's production company? Yeah, their production company was called Dual Star. Right. And <laughs> it's funny mm -hmm. because there's two of them and they're stars. Um, <laughs> and I just feel like every, I just feel like a lot of things about Dual Star are just kind of kept secret. Or like, there, it's just not that much public knowledge about their production company. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure their this parents... conjecture. I'm pretty sure their parents started it. And their parents basically ran it. Do you think they started it as, like, a response to them having been handled by, like, Full House for so long? Uh... I feel like there's so much dirt there that is to be uncovered, but obviously they're really private now yeah they have no social media and profiles they have clearly gone through it and now mm -hmm. they just want to be private and i feel like there's a lot there that we don't know about like in theory it would be their parents being like we're gonna take control of their fame so it's easier for them or like we can do what we want yeah. but at the same time then now they're in the situation of like our parents are working us right you know? right i'm sure there's a uh Juicy memoir in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that I am excited to get one day. Anyway, so Passport to Paris was written by Elizabeth Kruger, who I was looking at her credits. Uh, she's like mostly a TV writer. She wrote a bunch of Salvation, which I don't know what that is, but whatever. She wrote a couple episodes of <laughs> Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. And she also wrote Our Lips Are Sealed, another very famous American Ashley movie. And then I looked up the other writer, Craig Shapiro, and I was like, why are their credits literally exactly the same? And then I realized they are a husband and wife duo who write shows together, and they are, in fact, the showrunners of the Charmed reboot, which I thought had been canceled, but it hasn't been canceled. I, I love uh, 
spouse writing duo. Yes, me too. You know, Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach. <laughs> but do they write things together? They do, yeah. They oh. they usually at the by the end of the film, it's you know it's one of their films, but they've always like workshopped each other's stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I get weird vibes from Noah Baumbach, personally. which rightfully so. He's kind of weird. Yeah, I saw him recently introduce Lady Bird. Um, because Greta w- had just had a baby, mm-hmm. and so she wasn't there. And it was his retrospective at the Metrograph, and that's why um, it was him introducing it. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's really, like, he was so nervous. Wait, why would her movie be in his retrospective, though? He did workshop it a lot and wrote it kind of with her. It's okay. her movie. She wrote it, but he, they he really was like, worked together. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. This movie also has a 50% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes with no critic score. <laughs> so Wait, that's like better than other movies. <laughs> it is better. I think this movie does give you exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming no critics because it wasn't released to a theater. Yeah, it was direct to... I keep saying direct to video, direct to tape. Is it direct to tape? Either. I mean, it was... A home release? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so you can probably guess what this movie's about already, but the plot synopsis is sent to Paris to visit their grandfather. The twins fall in love with France. (laughs) Not to mention two French boys. (laughs) Okay, there's more to it than that. That is basically it, though. (laughs) Yeah. I think they learn about, like, responsibility. Yeah, that's supposed to be, like, the moral of it. It's like, there's more to life than shopping and, like, your social calendar. You know, the answer is that there's not. Yeah. There's not. The there's is, really not. I mean, that's all I do, so. <laughs> like, just kidding. I wish that was my life right now, but it's not. There's no tagline, which is really disappointing. That's Reading so the tagline is my favorite part of recording. And there should have been. We can make one up. Um. It, it, is it not say wee oui, wee oui to Perry? <laughs> like, maybe. Or, uh. <laughs> what? Like, Trey Bien totally zen. <laughs> Something stupid <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh, homecoming dance or summer in France. Okay. That doesn't really work either, though, because no, it's spring. Su- yeah, it's like spring into summer. Spring. Spring fling. Spring fling. It was spring fling that they're missing. Yeah, and Hannah's pool party. Yeah, Hannah's pool party. <laughs> We're getting into it too yeah. quickly. Okay. So let's talk about this cast. Mary-Kate Nashley as, of course, <laughs> Melanie and Allie. And the first letter does correspond yes. with their names. That's um, convenient. Melanie and Allie are perfect names. They're like Melanie in this <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Ali. Melanie. <laughs> Why are we literally just doing French accents and being rude? <laughs> We Here's are, what I mean. We are actually impersonating the boys. The way they talk. The way that they Well, say the crazy it. thing is, for some reason, our whole childhood... Well, okay, I'm about to reveal this information. But, okay, when I was researching this, I found out that both of the French boys in this movie are American. Yeah. And the whole time, I thought they were real. Yeah, I... <laughs> they are real. <laughs> They're just not Parisian. <laughs> They're not French, even. Um, They're literally, like, from L.A. Yeah, like... The the one with brown hair I saw in something recently, and I was like... Ethan Peck? Oh, my God. It has to have been yes. Ethan Peck, because the no, other guy's the just a one. musician now. Yeah. Yeah, he's in... Uh, he plays Spock now in the Star Trek reboot. Oh, wow. Which is big. <laughs> well, you know, he can just... We know which credit of his is really Ooh, to be We treasured. know which one is the career staple. <laughs> anyway, so we have Mary-Kate and Ashley. They have their first film kiss in this movie. A very big deal. Time. That's kind of creepy. That's so creepy. They don't deserve that. I mean, hopefully their real first kisses Actually, didn't happen that way. Yeah, I was gonna say first film. All right. Like whatever. At least they had to suffer it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have um Yvonne Sio, I'm gonna guess it's pronounced as Brigitte, the Parisian supermodel who randomly enters their life, and I don't remember how, and I'm pretty sure it's in a really, really stupid way. There's a great montage though. I know the shopping montage is amazing. Yeah. Attitude. <laughs> Let's not forget. She's randomly in the Pink Panther with Steve Martin and Beyonce. She would. She's, uh, I don't know what capacity <laughs> she's in that movie, but whatever. Um, we have Peter White as Grandpa, who is a, uh, I did not know this, but he was on 
All my children from 1976 to 2005. Oh, my God. So, like, she was booked and blessed for a long time. He was also on the Colby's for a bunch of episodes. I don't know what that is, but I basically just... assume. He was just, uh, like, a recurring character on a lot of episodic TV shows. Uh, We have Matt Winston as kind of, like... P- grandpa's assistant slash the chaperone of the gals. Yeah. And, okay, I have only seen, like, two episodes of Scrubs in my life, but apparently he's, like, a really big character on Scrubs. He plays Dr. Stedman. Does that oh. mean anything to you? I've never seen Scrubs. Okay, well, I'm sure there are people listening that have seen it, yeah. and we are just... <laughs> we are we are clearly the peak of culture, like, the definition of culture. We came here to be enlightened, so... <laughs> but we can't say anything about Scrubs. He also was in I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. We do not support a homophobic film. Uh, he was also in Star <laughs> no. Trek Enterprise. He was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for like a couple episodes. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. And he was also on Fame LA, which I'm guessing was like a TV adaptation of the movie Fame. Sounds like a hit. <laughs> yeah. Fame LA was before Passport to Paris and everything else was after. And then as the boys, we have Brocker Way as Jean <laughs> who uh, he's a musician now and does not act anymore. And then we have Ethan Peck as Michel. Uh, he was on Michael as Michael, <laughs> but pronounced Michel. He was on 10 Things I Hate About You. He was now he's currently on Star Trek Discovery as Spock, as I said. And I, I'm really disappointed that both these actors are American. Should have known if we had had even one ounce of French culture in us. <laughs> but we, did, we didn't we did at all. We had none. We had so. nothing but Kraft mac and cheese and the pool. And that's it. <laughs> Audrey had Oreos and pretzel rods. Yeah. We didn't. We wouldn't know an escargot if it hit us in hit us. <laughs> anyway. So that's what's up with the cast. Now, 1999, this is the oldest movie we've covered so far. I was four when it came out. Audrey was two. And I just want to give a little bit of a sense of, like, the cultural vibe of 1999, pop culture-wise, slash a little bit of American culture. So the Star Wars prequels first started happening. Again, Audrey and I have never seen Star Wars, so we don't... I know that the prequels are bad, but that's kind of it. At this point, I'm not seeing them on purpose. It's her bit now. You know? Yeah. You go to film school, it's just what happens. You gotta choose a movie that you're not gonna watch, or a series of movies. That's mine. The Sixth Sense came... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She's a a hero and a fighter. Um, The Sixth Sense came out... Toy Story 2 came out, The Matrix came out, Tarzan, American Beauty. All those movies are, like, really, really massive and definitely made an impact on culture, I would say. Yeah. Toy Story 2 is really good, and I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. Two of the biggest songs of 1999 were Hit Me Baby One More Time. I'm pretty sure that was her debut. Yeah, it was. It was her first single ever. I saw recently that that song was rated number one on a list of all-time best debut singles. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, what a brand, honestly. I love that you just said her and we're all just assuming <laughs> that everybody knows. If you don't, then obviously you shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> it's Britney. It's Britney, bitch. We're not even... Cut that out. We're not even clarifying it. If you don't know, just just click off. I'll just bleep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you here if no. you don't know who we're talking about. Oh, and also, I Want It That Way. Amazing song. It's really hard to not sing it when yeah, you hear it. Yeah, it is. It. <laughs> And then uh, much darker, Columbine happened that year and Clinton was acquitted uh, from like lying under oath about Monica Lewinsky. Two uh, events that were also very, very formative to the American consciousness. So, yes, 1999 was not holding back. These are no consciousness for it. But yes. (laughs) Yeah. But this is crazy. Okay, so. We had this movie in the minivan that we would ride around in. The Toyota Sienna. XLE, blue colored. <laughs> and uh, so Audrey and I have probably seen this movie. It's got to be like 30. Probably more. 30, 45 times. Yeah, it's 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 dark how much we've seen this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why we, so we had three Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. We had this one, Switching Goals and Billboard Dad. And I feel like Billboard Dad was the best, but I also feel like we watched, we watched it, the it the least. Yeah. Do you think that's because it was, like, good? It was about soccer. <laughs> she always liked the nuts. The nuts. 
<laughs> we should do an episode on that movie too. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines. Oh my god, knockoffs. Yeah. Okay, well, let's not go down that road right now. <laughs> Anyway, I'm looking at your notes of things you remember, and I cannot believe it. What do you remember about this movie? And when was the last time do you think you saw it? I think I watched it a few years ago, probably when I was, like, really sad in my dorm, like, freshman year of college, and I was, like, trying to hold on to the my youth or something. <laughs> probably then. All um, right. <laughs> we all have that moment, you know, when you're, like, in your college dorm and mm -hmm. you have no friends mm -hmm. and you just start watching like really nostalgic things it's a little bit of a cancer thing but yeah. i do get it i do get it i'm close to that yeah true okay so <laughs> there's a chef at the ambassador's the embassy yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> in the plot, their dad is the U.S. ambassador to France. Their grandpa. Excuse me, their <laughs> grandpa. Um, and at the embassy, there's a chef who probably is also not French. If you <laughs> looking at him now, no, Francois. Is he French? He is French. No, but like the actor, he's French. Really? He's the only one who's actually French, other than Brigitte. Obviously. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but he is like shunning McDonald's the whole movie. And I just remember being like, but it's so good. <laughs> I think that's like a plot point. It They're is. like French fries. It is. Yeah. yeah. They're like French fries. <laughs> and they like feed him or they like discover him eating it in the middle of the night or something. Yeah. The gag. Um, I remember like watching this and even though it's very clearly a kid's movie. It's rated G. Yeah, like it's like so, so like it's such a kid's movie, but I remember when I was watching it I felt like the relationship between Jeremy the chaperone and the French model Brigitte was like kind of steamy, kind of mature. Yeah, chocolat. Cuz they're just like adults, just full on. I am so excited to hear how bad that dialogue is. Yeah. I'm sure it's trash. It, it, so what shall we do? Yeah, There's so not, many lines I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is, I feel like if you haven't seen this movie, this would feel like listening to a long inside joke because we're just like so ready to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So, so you better watch it is what we're saying. Right. Um, and then this one line that their mom says that the twins mom says in the beginning, I remember really clearly. She's like, there's more to life than call waiting and trips to the mall. It's up to us to show them. <laughs> She's talking about how they need to be less shallow. Yeah. Um, For some reason, they have to have hyper cultured 14 year old yeah and the the both the girls have on headsets to talk to their friends yeah well because they're doing the dishes yeah. <laughs> but they gotta talk to their friends it's, that's it's, relatable it's that's really me with cute. my airpods it's really cute um and yeah it's just some iconic cinematography you know like zooming into the mouth type thing when they're like they find out that they have to go to Paris. Boo-hoo! I know. I also wrote down, like, who's ungrateful for a trip yeah. to Paris. And they're like, no! And it, like, zooms into their mouths. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it does. And then it zooms back out of their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just great. And then <laughs> I'll let you talk about the lockers. Okay, okay. And then, um, actually, this recently resurfaced on Twitter. But there's the scene where they're supposed to be in the Louvre. And uh, there's some really funny VFX going yeah. on behind them because they clearly couldn't film in there. So they had to find a workaround. But we were never meant to think that they were actually in the No, loop. it's very much like a montage. It's like an impressionistic yeah. montage of being in the yeah. loop. And, and the person on Twitter was making it seem like we were supposed to believe they were I know. There. I was like, don't misrepresent Dual Star. Yeah, I was like, I feel like, no, I don't think they were trying to fool us there. I think we were with it. Like, yeah, unless we you were it. like actually like three years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> God, fuck three-year-olds. Okay. <laughs> My notes include uh, cringy stuff that was bad even when we were kids. Like, there yeah. was bad acting in this movie, especially from the boys, yeah. that was, like, so <laughs> bad. Like, it... Okay, I feel like this, like, will sound bad, but I don't mean it to. Like, some of the acting was so bad that I thought it was, like, because of a language barrier. <laughs> yeah. But now that I know... Now that we know, it's like... But now, now that I know... Well, now the messed up thing is, were they intentionally playing up the language barrier for for laughs? 
Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to out. read it in a new way. Yes. But yeah, I mean, as far as the acting goes, it's kind of the Hillary Duff syndrome a little bit. Yes. Well, <laughs> me, who? The girls? Yeah. Well, we don't even know if they're bad yet. Oh, I, I think you I think do. You think you know they're bad? <laughs> yeah. I'm like ready to be dazzled personally. I just, I love them and I will support them as long as I live, but they were not actors. They were cute. They were cute. <laughs> We might we might take that. Back. I might rescind. We'll, we'll see. Find out. Yeah. So my other notes pretty much aligned with Audrey's, and the most important one to talk about is the fact that TV shows about middle school and high school do such a good job, especially Nancy Classified as another example. Of, fabulous. Yes, of making you think that decorating your locker is like the biggest part <laughs> oh. of being in high school or middle school, and the lockers. Oh my! In God. this movie. They're basically like only in the opening. I just yeah. remember the whole ding ding with the bounce bounce of the numbers oh, lab yeah. thing is in this movie. So it's true. Kelly has split <laughs> ends. Yes. Um Girl, anyway. Anyway, these lockers are amazing. One of them is like has like a makeup carousel in their locker and the so other one classy. has like CDs and like a stereo in like the little top locker thing. I think there's a sunglasses carousel. There might be. Cuz she's like the cool music one, the other one's like the cool fashion it's, one. It's just too good the yes. whole thing. Also fun fact about my childhood for such a long time, or at least when I first became aware of Mary Kate Nashley, I thought there were 3 of them. But you only ever saw two. Why? Mary, Kate, oh. and Ashley. <laughs> and then someone Mary, was like, Kate. it's Mary, Kate. And and Kate was just like shunned for some Kate reason. Kate is a, what's her little sister's name? Um, 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 um Elizabeth. Olsen. Yeah, that's Elizabeth. Yeah. Although, yeah, she's killing she's it. She's acting though, right? She's killing it now. She's booking the gigs. Yeah, she's take. she picked up where her sisters <laughs> left off. <laughs> and she looks like a triplet. She so. does. Have you seen those creepy twins on TikTok that are like, we look like the Olsen twins. Like, yeah. we look more like them than they do. Yeah. What's the deal with them? It's like, okay, but you probably didn't go through their trauma. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as nuanced of women as they are. No. <laughs> probably not. Okay, well, now that we've just dumped all this out in the world, <laughs> are you ready to watch it? Yes. All right. I would suggest that everyone get a glass of champagne. Um, Anything French. A baguette. An entire baguette. <laughs> just um, jet off to the nearest Panera. Get a baguette. And just shove it down your throat. <laughs> That's oui, it. Oui. <laughs> oui, oui. Okay. So I think this is on Netflix, but we're about to find out. I, I doubt it. Well, I don't know how we're going to watch it, but we will find a way. Yes, we will. It's probably on YouTube, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. So <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. We are back. We watched Passport to Paris. And oh, wee wee to Paris. (laughs) And you know... It was what I expected. It was exactly as I remembered it when I watched it in my head a few hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) But we did know, like, every line. Yeah. Even a lot of parts that you just completely forget about, about 10 seconds before they occur, it comes to you and you can say it. It all comes rushing back. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, Gav's <laughs> All right, so I have broken down the subcategories into this. I added a little bit. Okay. So we're going to go parts I appreciated, parts that are worse now, slash things I didn't remember. <laughs> How dated is it, slash problematic? Is it still good? And is it a worthwhile movie? Oh my God. So let's start with the parts, ground to cover. Parts I appreciated. <laughs> Audrey, you go first. Um, it's basically what all my notes are. <laughs> um, 
really appreciate the line near the beginning. Who'd you rather kiss, Kyle or Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> That's just a good line. I agree. Um, and then I was also really appreciating the made-up slang that they use. Yeah, no one said that. Nobody says these things, but some of the ones I wrote down are boy scoping, <laughs> digi-dialing, and wine spritzer in which they are referring to when one of them spat wine out at the like butler butler's face (laughs) yeah or even when they said like snc yeah snooze and cruise like like, no one's ever said that i mean maybe we didn't know but they're supposed to be 12 (laughs) yes so one of the things in the beginning is like these girls have it made like they're like yeah. not the evil populars but they're like definitely populars they're, like the kind of indie populars yeah and then they're just not cheerleaders but they're still like yeah and they're describing their ideals and they're describing their ideal spring break and they're like spring fling with Kyle and Shane Hannah's pool party this weather girl sleepover and then a enough time for a trip to the mall and i was yeah. like that sounds like an amazing weekend yeah why are why are, why are we shaming them? Why for that? are her parents? Why are their parents hating on them for having plans? It doesn't seem like they're particularly cultured either. No. We get no details about their life. Yeah, it's spring break. Let the girls do what Let they want. Let them do their thing. Let well, them live. They just weirdly are like they can't be basic here. They have to go be basic in Paris. And they have straight A's too. Yeah, like, and they like have it figured out. Come on, like, it's easy for them. I don't know. I found that to be weird. It's um kind of funny. Yeah, there are only 12. <laughs> that is a choice. They're turning 13. I wonder what sign they are. Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. Like, actually what sign they are? Yeah, <laughs> yeah not Melanie and Allie. <laughs> They're Geminis. They're twin Geminis? Yeah. That's really Right, extreme. Geminis before cancer. Their birthday is June 13th. Right? Yes. Yeah. June 13th. Wow. Good to know that they're Geminis. That's perfect. That's crazy. Yeah, Geminis. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they get to Paris. Uh, well, what other things did you appreciate? <laughs> I mean, we basically, I think, covered it prior to watching because we have this thing burned into our brains. Yes. But they're, um, <laughs> the fact that they flipped one of their hair out and the other one's in. And that's how you tell them and apart. And that's how you tell them apart. It's it's genius. It's a good choice. And it is very appreciated. Yes, it really is. <laughs> um, so once they get to Paris, one of the things that happens to them is they meet by chance this supermodel named Brigitte. And I wrote down that I buy it for some reason. <laughs> Brigitte is like she's, so she's like actually pretty good. Yeah. Like like she feels like a real person even though nothing that she does makes virtually any sense. <laughs> but for some reason She's pulling it off. She's pulling it off. I think cause she's like authentically French. Yeah, maybe. So it's a little bit more like, like why would the supermodel who has all these like advanced degrees like randomly <laughs> like randomly um bother some tourist yeah like children. why would she bother with some tourist children <laughs> and then like Jeremy their escort or whatever chaperone, <laughs> chaperone. <laughs> like he's not it but for some no, reason not in the she least. like falls for it okay you need to be nice about the hairline people can't help it. But she, like, really went with him for some reason, which I found to be very weird. Oh, and then did she even know that they were the ambassador's children? Like, did she know that he was going to be a diplomat? I guess she found out. I guess she found out pretty early. But Yeah, I think it's not on screen, but she obviously knows. I think it's, like, literally when they cut away for a second when they're at the Jardin du Luxembourg or whatever. (laughs) I think that he tells her that when, when... She's like, my dissertation was on. <laughs> and then he's like, Middle oh, East no way, I did something just like that. And then it like goes away for a second and you deduce that they've put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um. Oh, appreciate the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is like the same four songs over and over again, but we're into it. Yes. 
I found the height differences between Mary Kate and Ashley and their love interests to be utterly <laughs> chilling. But it, but like specifically, um, Michelle and uh, Melanie. Yeah, I was like, that is ungodly. And then I yeah. assume they might be different ages, but I checked on Wikipedia and they're not. So Born I was like, the same year, eighty six. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I was relieved by that personally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh, you know what? That makes sense though because their parents. Would never let them, like... No, their parents would cast appropriate, I think. Yeah, definitely. But they casted tall. Yes. And... And we don't blame them. We don't blame them for that. (laughs) I would say that one thing that I appreciate about this movie is that, especially compared to the other movies we've watched with romance involved, they give, like, a very reasonable and respectable amount of time (laughs) to developing the relationships between the girls and their love interests. Yeah. It's not just, like, one half-ass scene and then they're, like, gonna get married. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, it's very reasonable. Like, they walk around and talk about their lives. Like, it's almost enough where they could have cut some of it. Yeah. Um, But I thought that that was... That's refreshing. You don't normally get that when it's tweens falling in love. And similarly, the scene with Jeremy and Brigitte like walking around at night was actually a lot better than I remembered it being. Yeah. Or it was like as good as I remembered. (laughs) We were laughing because Anna was pointing out that like the way that scene is written is like (laughs) an airtight dramatic (laughs) Yeah, it actually is. Because they're like, I mean, it's cliche, but I was like, there's no air there. No, they're walking around and they're talking about how they're both workaholics and none of their relationships work out because they're workaholics. Uncompromising. Yeah, Jeremy says they're both uncompromising workaholics and then they <laughs> they walk by this little gelato stand and they can't agree on what flavor to get and then just Brigitte is like, I love chocolate. So what will we do? <laughs> but and he then, likes vanilla. Yeah, and then he's like, we can get chocolate. And he compromises. He com- and, and that. Development. That that is cinema. That is cinema. That's why we come to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> to see change. Humans are capable of change, oh everybody. <laughs> um, also, there's so much in this movie with, uh, like, the tension between the girls and Jeremy, their chaperone, that is so rooted in a pre-cell phone existence. Yeah. Or, like, only fancy adults have cell phones. Because, like, they go around with these boys and, like, it's like a fucking crisis every single time. But, like, if they had <laughs> had phones, it would have been chill. It would have been so fine. Yeah. Find my friends. Imagine. It would have been absolutely The entire plot would have had to be, like, reworked. (laughs) Yes, it would have. It would have had to have been a lot more, like, evading. A lot of more chase sequences. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, the grandpa in this movie has the range. He's so (laughs) cute, wholesome, and talented. (laughs) He is cute, wholesome, and talented, and he's, like, so boring at the beginning, and then he's, like, absurdly cute by the end. she because okay when the boys are down on the ground looking up at mary kate and Ashley, they're throwing stones at their window the night before they think they are gonna go to the dance together but yeah. then they can't go and the grandpa's like in his study pacing and he like looks out the window and he sees them and he's wearing a three-piece suit <laughs> oh she thought it was funny when i said why is grandpa wearing a three-piece suit in the middle it's of like the night 1 a.m and he's just like he's just like pacing kind of trotting around in a three-piece suit it's like a beige three-piece suit it's weird. but his monologue to them that next morning yeah. is like Way too good for this yeah, movie. It, it reminded me of the really good monologue in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen when Alison Pill is like, you taught me what it's like to be proud of who I am. Or yeah. Brave enough to be different. And their grandpa gives this really cute monologue about how he like asked his wife to get married really quickly and that they were together for 45 years. In Paris. And, and really she sad. was from Paris and he was a soldier. And yeah. it's just, and he's like, he's tearing up. And then you, you get the reverse shot of of the girls and they're just like stone cold. They're, they're like, sitting there just like they're like, Am wow. I done yet? <laughs> wow, grandpa, you've never told me that story before. <laughs> wow, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that is really what it's like. Not one bit of emotion in their eyes. Like Yeah, whatsoever. no, they don't know an emotion, honestly. They're like When's lunch? <laughs> I can't wait for Billboard Dad so I can make fun of the part where they're in the ice cream place and the dad says, your mother always liked the, the nuts. 
all talking about ice cream sundaes. I cannot handle it. And they're sitting there just like, when's lunch? That's the theme of their acting. There's so many moments like that. It's so true. In their movies. Okay, so now we kind of already have streamlined into parts that are worse now slash things that we didn't remember. Um, But I would like to say that... It makes no sense that there is like an inexplicable open to the public tween dance yeah, that they go in to. Paris. Yeah. That just so happens to fall on the same day as their yeah. spring fling and would the, have. And the fact that when they show up, friggin' Jeremy and, and Brigitte. Brigitte are there. It's like, why are you at the tween dance? They're just there for convenience, just to tell them that he got rehired and promoted. It feels very 18 and under bowling alley nightclub. Yeah. It's like, why are they there? Why are they even allowed in? I don't know. <laughs> We're unsure. We're unsure. Okay, I don't know why, Audrey, but speaking of 18 and under nightclub, I was recently telling someone the story about you getting asked to the boneyard <laughs> over the phone. Will you tell that no. story really fast? I mean, it's not hardly even a story. Just, well, that's why it's good for this but situation. But just um, this kid who I was not friends with <laughs> or ever spoke to um he, i don't know what grade we were in sixth maybe yeah you um, were in sixth. Yeah, oh yeah we're not yeah. twins we're not twins unfortunately <laughs> um <laughs> he called um the home phone at our house and this is like when we had a home phone so <laughs> clearly he looked in our little middle school directory and <laughs> called me up which is really cute in retrospect um but nobody picked up <laughs> so he left a message or actually, no, I think mom picked up. <laughs> Maybe. One or the, one or I the other. I don't remember. And he just, he was like, can I take Audrey to the boneyard? Which <laughs> is like a arcade. It was I like think. Dave and Buster's, but like for tweens. Yeah. And like, I had never been there. It turns out, I think his dad owned it. I think that was what it was. But I had no clue what that was. <laughs> so my mom was like, um, this kid, uh, Called you <laughs> and proposed that you go, go to the, the boneyard, which like ugh. who knows what that means? Yeah, and yeah. We, we were pretty new to the town at the time, yeah. so we just had no clue what to do with that information. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we're like not calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that recently. I think we were talking about weird middle school asking people out, and I thought oh, about I, you I had like twenty five of those in middle school. I know you were like the girl to wife in middle it, school. Yeah, like what happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the boys are more punchable than I remembered, especially Brocker. <laughs> Brock. I was a Brock. I think his name is Brocker Way. Brocker Way is really horrible. <laughs> AKA Jean. Yes. Right? I think so. I keep getting it. Is Michelle the dark-haired one? I thought so. I think he is. Yeah. Whatever. Jean-Michel. <laughs> they they could get punched and I'd be happy. Yeah. I think. Oh, I also really hated the dumb jinx motif in this. Yeah, the jinx motif that comes to full <laughs> capacity during and grandpa jinxes. During them. the like pe like the not what during the water treaty segment, the, <laughs> the peace treaty. They were negotiating nuclear <laughs> nuclear. Uh, war uh anyway that actually really perfectly feeds into what i was gonna say is love that mary Kay and ashley single-handedly uh <laughs> negotiate the reworking of paris's system of aqueducts in this movie is that really their platform and there's also this like weird thread where everyone's like we love napoleon like they love napoleon so much in this movie i feel like we don't really stand napoleon but no i thought he was like a person history does not look upon kindly (laughs) but whatever like the whole kind of the running theme like the subplot of this movie diplomatically is that like there's something going on with this water treaty between some country that they never specify and (laughs) And France and it's like this whole thing I don't even know Jeremy's mad that no one's listening to his water treaty yeah he like wants grandpa to take him seriously about his stance on the water treaty 
Of course, it takes the power of Mary Kate and Ashley to bring it yeah. to fruition. You have you have a uh, seasoned veteran diplomat <laughs> sitting there with the other but person. He's too weak. He, he's not persuasive enough. They you tell need, him. You need Mary Kate and Ashley. Literally, the other diplomats like your granddaughters I'm are more persuasive than you, you are. are. And then he points and laughs at him. Imagine your whole diplomatic career flashing before your eyes, but your torpy granddaughters are like. Water treaties are totally cool. Like, yeah. horrible. They're like sharing clueless. Like, why don't you go to the kitchen, rearrange a few things, yeah. and then we can totally party with the Haitians. Yeah, but she says the Hadians. Yeah, the Hadians. Did you know she did that on accident? No. Yeah, that was an actual accident. <gasps> That's so good. I know. <laughs> oh my, and so bad, but so good. If you all want a clueless episode, let us know. It's yeah. kind of before our time. It's before our time, but... We have watched it a lot. Yeah, we really, really have. Okay. Is it dated or problematic? I had no issues with it. No, I mean, it's harmless. It honestly felt like, except the only thing that dated it was like the slang and the cell phone stuff. Other than that, like. It could happen. Felt like very basic, like G rated standard fare. And there yeah. was, there was no, there was nothing like in Cinderella story where there were like a billion offensive things. Yeah. This movie had none of those except mm. like maybe if you were if like mad French. about the fake French people. Yeah. Which, Which like, I mean, sure. I'd be mad if I was French. But like, I feel like you could appreciate the goofiness of it. Yeah. You know, like I don't think anyone would be like. And it's not like. Trying to parade a cinema or something. No, definitely not. So this is not. This was a direct to tape <laughs> release. Yeah. Um, and I do think that like if it was made now, there would probably be a lot of like cringeworthy attempts at being inclusive, like mm-hmm. in ways that don't even make sense. Yeah. Which like a lot of things are doing now. Yeah. Which is like not to say don't try to make things inclusive, yeah. but sometimes it's just sometimes like, it's like okay, just like do what you were gonna do before you tried to like make it right like make it less obvious that you're trying to like be yeah problematic is it still good no (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i mean no i i wouldn't i don't know who i would recommend it for like um, I recommend it for anybody our age who saw it as a child. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie to rewatch, but it's like atrocious to watch, <laughs> like in real life. Oh my god! Like I don't know if I would have gotten through it if I was watching it yeah, for the first time. We were basically time. watching it Rocky Horror style, like yeah. screaming the lines at it as it went, which is like not your standard viewing style. No, but it's it's very fun, you know. It is very fun if you if you have movies like that that you just know by heart. It's obnoxious if you're watching it with people who don't know it as well. Yes. Which is why we can get away with this. Right. This would probably be another fun one to do a live screening of. Yeah, but everybody would need to, like, know it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know many people that were uh, had their personalities formed by the Sam's Club, Barry, Kate, and Ashley three-pack, in which this was included. <laughs> so like you just said Barry, Kate, and Ashley. Barry, Manilow, Kate, and Ashley. <laughs> Mary. Kate and Ashley. <laughs> Here's my deep take about this movie. Oh, can't wait. I don't, I don't know how you must turn okay, So I don't think this movie is worthwhile, but <laughs> I do think that this movie does a couple things very well. I think that this movie does a very good job of portraying love that is just for fun and not forever for young girls. A yeah. crush that's just like an exploration of yourself that's just fun, that's not like life ending if it ends like right. they leave and it is totally fine yeah and they're just like bye we're yeah, good they're like totally fine they're happy it. and they're happy that they have their grandpa with them and it's just not they're not sad about it yeah it really ends up being more about their grandpa than anything else yeah which is surprising yeah <laughs> he doesn't get much airtime. he does not get much airtime at all but then when he does get it he really shines yeah so i think that it does that and i also think this is my deeper take that I think this movie does a good job of evoking the feeling of, like, the first time you feel like an individual human who's making your own choices for some people is, like, the first time you feel, like, picked by someone romantically. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think, especially when you're a boy crazy tween, that can be such a big thing. Like, I know for me, I was, I mean, obviously I was incredibly boy crazy and like (laughs) that was always a really big thing to me. Like the idea of being 
selected, which is like <laughs> it, it has it has problematic elements, obviously. But right. like when you're 12, and it was well, it's it's like pretty well done in this. As yeah, it's right, it's harmless. Well, that was the thing I was gonna say is yeah. they actually keep it together really well. Yeah. Like they still care about their family. They still care about Jeremy and the and Brigitte and Grandpa, right. whatever. Um, they don't like ditch everyone 100. Yeah, and that's not really the major issue I guess in the movie is that like they progressively get less and less attached to reality and like yeah. all this type yeah, of thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Doesn't get that bad. Yeah, I just love that the romance in this movie is not supposed to be about being forever and that's kind of the point. Yeah. I think that that's a very healthy thing to be teaching young girls. Yeah, and ultimately they're back at home and they're like Screw you, Kyle and Shane. Yeah, they're the boys that blew them off in the beginning. We're too cultured. Yeah, they're like literally, they're like, we're reading about Africa. <laughs> Leave us alone. They walk into the distance talking about Africa. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so they grow. Except I really do still take issue with the parents being like, our daughters are 12 whole years <laughs> old and all they care about is the mall and Leo DiCaprio. Like, like of course. Yeah. Let, Let them, them have live. their things. Let them have their things. I still feel like they are able to be dynamic and smart and like their things. Yeah. And not have their parents like shit on them. And I mean, is that not kind of what we're doing here? Good point. Like, we're still smart. We're still <laughs> educated. But we're also talking about Mary-Kate and Ashley. In my hallway with blankets all over the walls. <laughs> we relate. Yeah, that's the point. That's it. <laughs> that is the thesis of our analysis. Um, life imitates art. That's where Paris. And us. Also, I would like to say that my favorite exchange of the whole movie. That, okay, they're 12 years old in the movie. And Mary-Kate, I think, or Melanie, excuse me, <laughs> says to her man, she says, this is when they're on the roof near the Eiffel Tower eating like dinner or whatever. She's like. When Allie and I were nine years old, nine years old, there's only three years prior. I'm pretty sure that she said nine. Yeah. When Allie and I were nine years old, we went to Disneyland for the first time. And I thought, life just can't get any better than this. Now I know. Like, it can or, like, it does or something. And I was just like, bruh, you were, like, Disneyland was the peak of your life only three years ago? Hey, I mean, I guess that makes sense. There's just something about the fact that that they're like kids or like little kids. I don't know. When I was nine, Disney was probably the peak. Literally the peak of my life when I was like 17. (laughs) Yeah, like that went on. (laughs) It was just like a weird line to include. Yeah. I was like, don't point out the fact that they're like kids. Yeah. I don't know. When I was nine, three days ago. (laughs) Let us know if there are any other Mary-Kate and Ashley movies that you want us to cover. We are very, very familiar with Billboard Dad and Switching Goals, but we have seen some other ones. It could be kind of interesting to do one that we've seen less. Yeah, like... To do, like, a less ingrained Yeah, if we did, like, New York Minute or something. Our lips are sealed. Yeah, those... Like, Holiday in the Sun. Holiday in the Sun, Yeah. Those are like the old ones when they were teenagers. Yeah. We haven't seen... I think we've seen Holiday in the Sun like once, New York Minute once. And I don't think... And probably Our Lips Are Sealed once. once. Yeah. Yeah. At Aaron and Julia's house. Yeah. Yeah. Those were our cousins. Yeah. Our cousins had the older Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. And we had the like tween Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. I actually think it might be really fun to have them on the Princess and the Pauper episode. (gasps) Oh, my God. Because we watched that one together so much. That would be so good. Yeah, I think that'd be really funny. That's (laughs) such a good idea. We could do remote with them, too. We have the technology. Perhaps we'll do that with our cousins. You will live. (laughs) We'll be singing Preminger the whole time. Okay. Should we close with a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sing song. Yes. Yeah, so we've been we've been receiving <laughs> feedback that the uh, musical interpretations we did in the first episode of the show have been missed. <laughs> so this is our rendition of what is it again? Um, I like forgot. I think it's called Sugar. Oh, yeah. Right. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Sugar by Stretch Princess is 
used a lot in yes, this movie. It is. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. What's the starting pitch? <laughs> I don't know what the words are. Me either. Okay. Sugar, sugar, sticking it to my... Uh, I messed it up one more time. I didn't think we were going to start that far ahead. Oh. Can we go from the... Sticking it to Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Sticking it to my back. Sticking it to my back. Sticking it to my back. <laughs> That's it. You can hire us to sing at your birthday party. Amazing. <laughs> if you have any movies at all you want us to cover, send us a DM at Two Pink Pictures on Instagram. You can email Hannah at hleach at evergreenpodcast.com. And also Twitter. Yeah, Twitter at Two Pink Pictures. Do it all. We're going to do it all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at tupingpictures.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at tupingpictures and would love to hear from you there. And if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share an episode of your choice with your friends. And maybe even leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts and is edited and produced by me, Hannah Ray Leach. Special thanks to mixing engineer Sean Rule Hoffman and executive producers Michael D'Aloya and David Moss. Our show music is by Josh Perlman Hall. We'll chat again soon. Bye. Hello, 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 hello. Sticking it to my back. Sticking it to my back. Sounds like we're yelling through like a coat. Something that's making the voice double or whatever the fuck. Sticking it to my back. He doesn't... He doesn't understand what this means to us. What this means to us. <laughs> All right. Let's get through this. Sugar, sugar. You're trying to release a, an Take update of this. Of this, uh. This gorge this song. Gorgina song. Okay. <laughs> Gorgina. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.